Good morning. Welcome to our weekly devotionals for Enrich U of R Student Club. Jordan here. Grab a coffee, grab your Bible, and if you sit down, let's have a chat and let's hang out for a couple of minutes out of your week. Let's go. So we are looking at our spiritual disciplines and we are starting a brand new series on spiritual disciplines. We have our student club is going to be running a Bible study at the end of every month on the last Wednesday of the month. So Wednesday, January 27th, we will be running this Bible study and Josiah Flamin is teaching it alongside of myself. And we want you to be open to discussion, to ask questions. And the reason we're doing spiritual giftings and disciplines is because we want to equip you and give you the practical needs that you need to, in order to get closer to God in your personal relationships. We also want you to use your giftings to reach others and to equip you so that you know how to do outreach and you know where to go and what to do and how to exemplify and look like Christ while doing that. So that's what our spiritual disciplines are about. So before we get started with our devotional, or each week this week for this month, they're going to lead up to that. And we're going to look at different aspects around our spiritual disciplines. Now you might be asking, what is a spiritual discipline? What the heck is that? Or what's a spiritual gifting? Well, spiritual gift actually only comes up once in the Bible in the original text. Now it comes up many times in different gospels and different books uh, after the gospels in our translated text, but in the original text, it only comes up once. So spiritual gifting is kind of a new thing that we as the church have kind of not written into the Bible because when the Bible talks about giftings, it talks about our disciplines, talks about what God has given us in order to worship him. And then we just look at our spirituality and Paul even says it in Corinthians. He looks at the Corinthian church and he says, you guys are really spiritual. You guys are really gifted, but if you don't love others, if you don't act generosity to others, you are just like the rest of the world. That's what he says in 1 Corinthians 13. So we have to understand that our spiritual gifts are important, <clears throat> but uh, they're not as important as our motivations when developing our spiritual gifts. And we hear that phrase all the time and we forget to define it. So what is a spiritual gift? It is an ability that God has given you that is within you, that, that, that you are passionate about, that you want to do, that you even can learn as a skill. It's a gifting that God has given you so that you can worship God with it, you can become closer to God with it, and so that you can reach others for God with it. So what that means is, let's look at myself for instance. I have the spiritual gift of, uh, of charity. I love being charitable. I love giving uh, of my time and my money. I love doing things outside of the normal church activities like that. And I do believe that God has given me that passion. I also have the spiritual gift of talking in front of people. I might not be the best communicator all the time, but I do enjoy teaching and talking in front of people. So I do believe I have that gifting as well. So I can use those skills and use those giftings. You know, I went to Bible college and I got my theology degree four years. I took three preaching classes. So I've actually honed that skill and I, and I always look at myself every time I teach. 
And I actually try to do things differently and try to learn on that. So God can, we can use these giftings and we can get better at them and we can get more skilled at them as well. And the reason why I wanted to do that was because I wanted to convey my thoughts and ideas when it comes to scripture, because I'm passionate about scripture. So that is benefiting myself in my personal study. That is also, also hopefully, we'll see, benefiting other people as we teach them and as we, uh, as I have the opportunity and privilege to look into scripture with them. So that is what a spiritual gift is. So what are you good at? I want you to think about that right now. What are some giftings that God has given you and some passions? And by the way, there isn't a set amount of passions or lists or whatever. The Bible gives some examples in Romans uh, 12. He gives some examples. Paul gives some examples in first Corinthians 12. He gives some examples as well, and they're both two different lists. So you can look at those scriptures and you can dive into those. There's not a set list. God has created us with different passions. He's created people to be different, not all the same, so that we can reach other people that, you know, you guys are going to be able to reach people that I can't even think about reaching. That is the point. So we need to look at our spiritual gifts and we need to understand, okay, Spiritual gifts are really important. God wants us to use them. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12 that we need to act like the body of Christ, that we have arms and legs and we're all different and we have to work together. But we have to understand what is our motivation with our spiritual gifting. If you are doing your gift just to please others, I will have to tell you that you are not living what Christ wants you to live. So let's look at that today and open your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 15. This is what Paul says. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As the scriptures say, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. And he continues uh, chapter 15, verse 5. May God give who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other. As is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice giving praise and glory to God the Father of, of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. This is what he wrote. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. You see, in the book of Romans, the church in Ephesus and in Rome was having severe problems. They were having severe issues with staying within themselves. Uh, the Jews were just looking for other Jews to save. That They were looking within their groups and they were teaching old Jewish laws that were not correct, that Jesus had uh, corrected. Now, the Jewish law is correct. It's important. But the way you apply it is different than what it actually says. And that was what was happening. They were saying you can't know Jesus unless you get circumcised, unless you follow these laws. 
then you can know Jesus. But Jesus said, no, 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 you can know me first. I want to save you. And then you can live righteously. And then we can talk about how you are supposed to live and in relationship with me. So they were teaching it backwards in this church. So Paul is writing here. He's saying, you guys, Jesus is not just for the Jews. Jesus is for the Gentiles as well. Jesus is for other people. And he says at the beginning of this, he says, we should not help others to do what is right. Or sorry, he says, we should help others to do what is right and build them up in the Lord. We must not just please ourselves. We cannot do these giftings just for church on Sunday morning. Yes, that's a part of it. And that's really important. But we must also use these giftings so that we can bring others into that church body. And that is so important. That, and that's what Paul is saying. We love to please ourselves. If we're living just to please others and please ourselves and to make ourselves look better and to give us all the glory, then we will go down a path that is not of Jesus. We will actually go down a path that is destructive, just like we've seen in the last couple of weeks in the public eye. That's what happens when people worship earthly movements. That's what happens when people use their um, activism and priorities as the top of their game and that and they use that for worship and Jesus should be above that. Jesus should be the top priority in our lives and that's what's happening in our world and when that happens we get false teachings, we get Jesus turned into something that he's not and we get people that become very divisive and we get people that start looking at each other in a way that you know what that person is my enemy and I need to destroy that idea. I need to destroy that person. I need to hurt that person because I'm scared of their idea and I don't value them. And guess what? Jesus values everyone. This is what he says here. May God, uh, sorry, he says in chapter 15, verse seven, therefore accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Paul is reminding everyone, he's saying, Christ has accepted all of you. Now, Christ accepts everyone in the world, but not everyone in the world accepts Christ. So we have to keep that in mind. It's up to us to choose to live for Christ. It's up to us to choose to live for Jesus. Jesus limits himself in that way sometimes to give us that choice. He doesn't force us to follow him. He is not an evil dictator. He is a loving father and king, and he is a good king. He is the, the best king. He is ultimate holiness, and we have to understand that. So it's up to us to choose to live for Christ. It's up to us to choose to practice our spiritual disciplines. And guess what? God values everyone. So we need to look at everyone we need to look at the people that don't agree with us politically. We need to look at the people that don't agree with, agree with us with certain values. We need to look at the people that we rub the wrong way or that rub us the wrong way. And we need to value them because that's a person. That's a human being. And Jesus came down to save humanity. He didn't come down just to save you. Uh, he came down, he didn't come down just to save the church. He came down to save the lost. Jesus cares more about the lost than the righteous. That's what the parable of the lost sheep says. The shepherd leaves the 99 to go and find the one sheep and to bring him back and save him. 
and then all of heaven repents over the sinner or sorry all of heaven rejoices over the sinner that repents that is what scripture tells us we need to be rejoicing when we find the lost people we need to be rejoicing when we have the opportunity to go into these places that aren't living for jesus and they allow us to love people like jesus would love them that is what matters and that is what's important and that is why spiritual disciplines are so important we want you to develop a strong spiritual backbone so that you have the courage and the bravery to go out and to share your spiritual walk with other people that's what matters that's what's going to bring people to christ not a special sermon not a special series not bright lights or crazy production value real friend relationships and family relationships and accepting one another regardless of if you agree with them or not is what's going to win people to jesus we also need to understand that we should not look to please ourselves and paul warns us of that i have certain personal values and i'm not going to put my personal values on other people i just want to love other people and i want to share with them eventually what i believe in but I also want them to know that, you know what? It doesn't really matter what I believe in all the time. What matters is, is if you're okay, if you feel like you are safe, and if you know that you are valued and loved because God values everyone. So thank you so much for joining us for this morning. We're going to pray as we end. Lord, thank you for this day. I just pray this morning that we have so much fun this week as we go back to class, that our classes will not be... Uh, stressful, that they will go well, that Zoom will work for everyone, that uh, we will stay safe from the coronavirus. And I pray that we will not buy into the fear that the world is selling, that we will understand that we each have a special ability that we can use, that we can use to build up your kingdom and to bring people to Jesus and to help others. Lord, I also pray that we will look at ourselves and know that we are valued. You value us no matter how much we've screwed up, no matter who we are, no matter if we even believe in you or not. He, You value us and we thank you so much for that. And I pray that we will walk in this life knowing that. So we give this morning to you and we thank you so much for your word. In your holy, precious name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next Monday morning at 9 a.m. And uh, if you want to, us to do a certain topic for a devotional, just write it in the comments, send it to us, and we would love to interact with you that way. We'll see you next week. Have a great week.